Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Backdoor Cut Show. This is Zach. You can find me on Twitter at BarnburnerBro. As always, we're brought to you by the Barnburner Podcast Network and Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Our sponsor, Blue Note Bourbon, is an artfully crafted small batch bourbon made right here in Memphis, Tennessee to celebrate the roots of this wonderful musical city. Today with me, I have Flynn Patrick from Basketball Infinite who has put together a ranking of uh, the top 100 players in the league from the last season. Be sure to subscribe to the Barnburner Podcast Network on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you may find your podcasts. Go give us a rating and sit back and enjoy the interview with Flynn Patrick from Basketball Infinite. pretty monumental project that he's been working on. Flynn's a guy I ran across on Reddit. He asked for some help um, doing an NBA ranking. And I spoke up, said, yeah, that sounds like something pretty fun to do. But um, it turned out that it was actually a lot more that was going into that than just a compilation of some Redditors uh, ranking players. So, Flynn, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be on here. And being from Memphis, I'm happy that the first podcast I'm ever on is a Memphis-based podcast, so that's pretty cool. Okay, so that, that explains your the base for your Grizzlies fandom. How long uh, like how long have you been out of Memphis? Oh, I, well, see, it's I, I, my whole family's from there. I was born there. I moved away shortly after the Grizzlies the Grizzlies relocated there, like, literally within a few months. I moved away from Memphis when I was eight, yeah. But I've been back. I've been to to a game before, and, yeah, I've I've been a fan for a long time. But, yeah, and I'm definitely excited with the direction the franchise is heading in now with having John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and apparently Brandon Clark looks really good. So I'm I'm happy to see they're finally – moving in the right direction after a few years of struggle. Did you see the new uniforms that the team, by by new, I mean totally old, but new uniforms that the team unveiled a few hours ago? I did not. I what what Was it the oh. Vancouver throwback? Yeah, they're going, so they're going to go with the teal ones this season and then wear the black ones next season. And they've also got a court 
alternate court that they're going to use whenever they wear one of those two jerseys. So we got, they already, that, instead of just like doing the unveiling alternate jerseys for this year, they went ahead and did next year's also. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I was actually at work a week or two ago. I saw one, there was a customer that came in and they had a, they had a Vancouver Grizzlies Mike Bibby jersey, and I was like, Ooh. "How how in the hell did you find that? That has to be really hard to find, even by like, even by like searching all over the internet standards." I was like, "How how did you find that?" And yeah, that 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 was definitely interesting seeing that in the middle of the country. But yeah, that Mike Bibby jer- Mike Bibby Vancouver throwback I saw a couple of days ago. But those jerseys are amazing and I'm glad to see that Memphis is gonna be wearing them. Yeah, that that person must have been on eBay searching for like a long time to find that uh, oh, little yeah. nugget. Oh yeah. But uh go ahead I know you're creating a lot of NBA content uh for, for NBA fans. Why don't you kinda of tell us about what you have going on? Yeah. So I have, well, I started writing a really long time ago. I have been creating, if you want to go as far back to when I first created NBA content on the internet, the first time I wrote articles about the NBA that was published on the internet was probably 2006, like a really long time ago. And Oh, man. Yeah, it was really trippy, actually, because, a couple months ago, I was posting some content on Reddit, and someone posted that they remembered me from when I was posting on the ESPN.com forums back in 2007, and I didn't even remember that, honestly. So that was, yeah, so that gives you an idea of how long I've been posting stuff on the internet. So I got more serious about it, and well, I'd say November 2016, but progressed progressed a little from there. I posted. I've been posting articles on Reddit since 2016, and then in early 2018, I progressed it to YouTube, which uh, my basket my YouTube channel is called Basketball Infinite, and I was extremely curious about that in 2018. I made 160, 165 videos in about a six to seven month period. And That's some work. Yeah, it was a lot of work. And the biggest thing I did on there was I did a top 120 players of 2017-2018 series where I made a video for every player. And on my social media, I've I've had a ranking that ranks every player in the league. And I've basically analyzed every box score since November 2016. And really since 2017 watched probably 90 to 95% of all of the games in the NBA or at least like the condensed highlights. And I, yeah, so essentially I started a series on YouTube. I posted other content. Most of the videos on my basketball channel that on YouTube that got the most clout were probably stuff about the draft. Like I made a video in September saying John Morant was going to be a top five pick like back in September and that I had like little views through the first few months. But then as he became a top five pick, it started getting a little more attention. So a lot of the videos that got the most attention on my channel were about the draft and 
Yeah, I noticed – it's just weird seeing John Moran on the Grizzlies because I, I noticed him <laughs> back in, like, August, and I was like, this guy's like Russell Westbrook, and no one's seeing it. And now he's on Memphis, and now Memphis is going to see it because let me tell you, that guy's going to be a top-10 player in the NBA barring some serious catastrophe. So, yeah. So, anyways, I've made videos, and now I'm I'm going to post this series on YouTube. And now I, as we've, as I'm sure you know, because you were involved in the project, basically I decided to go a different route for this summer. I was looking at my list and I've put a lot of hard work into the algorithm that goes into that list and ranking every player in the league. And I had to have a non-biased approach to realizing that no matter the amount of work I put in, that it would be a better, more balanced list if I got the help of NBA fans who, like, I'm not saying you have to be the most serious or at least knowledgeable about the overall perspective of the league. So I was actually, man, I was actually planning on, like, even, like, my 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 original goal was, like, maybe having 75, 80, 85 voters, but it actually worked out to where there was only about 35 to 40. But the thing that was really nice is it was on a more personal level and the voters who were involved in this process clearly cared about the process enough to where they put a lot of time and effort into it. And, you know, I was extremely nervous about the end result, but by the time I had put all the numbers together and looked at the overall list, I was extremely pleased. I thought that the, list was better than my list and yeah so in terms of the yearbook my idea was that was what I was going to do for the ranking but my overall idea was to make a profile excuse me for every player in the league and make them personalized and when did you, when did you a, start working on that May 2nd did you, okay yeah. So that's been so, a, a long time in the making, too. You couldn't just, like, whip that up in a month, I would imagine. No, it, it it takes longer than a month. But the thing is, there's a time period where you have to do it because, like, typing accurate representations of how every player did in the league in 2018, 2019, like, you have to actually wait for the season to end to do that. So it it, it took longer than just a month, but there was a time period in, like, I, I'm definitely pleased with the overall result. I think that there's a lot of area for improvement for 2020, and I'm already working on the areas for improvement in 2020, but I am pleased with the overall first year results of the yearbook. And yeah, let me tell you, the, the biggest thing that allowed it to come to completion was definitely time management. I had to be really on top of time management that was crucial but yeah i'm i'm glad it came to completion and i am super thankful for all the voters who were involved in the process as well yeah, so what what have you found to be like the most the most rewarding part of putting this together you said this is how many how many years have you been putting this ranking together you said how you've many? done it before yeah the amount of years I've been putting this ranking together is close to three years now. So since November 2016, and in the summer of 2017, I did a ranking that I posted 
on Reddit, but it didn't really go beyond that. And then in 2018, I posted my own series on YouTube and posted on social media. It got some likes for some from some NBA players, man. Like it, Spencer oh, Dinwiddie, cool. Jeremy Grant, um, Patty Mills, like Ben McLemore. Yeah, like there were some NBA players who liked the content because all I did was on social media. I just posted fun facts about them that like basically, and I did that for a year, but too basically, I just found like the most obscure facts I could find. <laughs> so that. And be, so that I, I found that, you know, if if people see that you're going the extra mile to get to know information about them that they're interested in, then there's a higher chance that they'll notice it. And, yeah, so it got some likes from NBA players. But this year is when I really went all out and completed this yearbook, and it's definitely – a project that I that is long term and I plan on continuing and letting it develop and grow. And I although I think there's a lot of room for improvement, I think that the overall result of the yearbook for the first year of doing it, I'm pretty pleased with it. What's some of the feedback that you've gotten from folks on it? What like kind of what's been the reception of it online from where you posted it? Yeah. It Mostly positive and the constructive criticism I've gotten, I think, can definitely help this be better in the future. And I think a lot of the feedback, even positive or negative, I think a lot of it is there hasn't really been something like this before. And I've only released it in the last few days, especially the final version. So I think that some of the people that have seen it are still processing it just because like, even me as a fast reader, like if you, like it, it would take me like a week and a half, two weeks to read it. And then, I mean, if not longer. So I think we're in the, I think the feedback I've received just on the overall aspect of it has, of it, of the project has been mostly positive, but the constructive criticism I received, it has definitely been beneficial and can help the project grow as we move forward into the next decade. But at the same time, we are also still in an area of time where some of the people who've received it are still processing it and I'm still waiting for their feedback. So yeah, in, in terms of this upcoming month with this project alone, it's going to be sort of getting more feedback essentially. Gotcha. Uh, what What are some of the rankings that you were most surprised at? Like you may have had a player drastically different than where the other fans ranked the players once you compiled all your information. I would say that, first of all, I was extremely surprised with how accurate the overall ranking was from my perspective. I would say from the overall fan perspective of what fans have seen, I would say the biggest surprise, and to myself too, from a sense, although I did have him in this ballpark range, I didn't necessarily agree with him being this low, was LeBron James being 10th. And from the ranking process, this was 
a dilemma that I had to make a decision on. And this person has sort of come out and been open about it from a sense. So essentially what happened was, as far as I understand, someone ranked him really low on purpose. And, oh, yeah. And I didn't notice until after the deadline. And I wasn't pleased with it. But I I made a decision to leave him where he was at. I but in terms of the overall project, I yeah, it w- it was a tough decision I had to make. Like you have to make tough decisions in life sometimes and I made the decision to leave him there. I wasn't pleased with how that voter did that, but at the same time you have to make decisions and my main reason for making that decision despite from the LeBron ranking itself was that would start a domino effect where although as I although LeBron and Kevin Durant was left off of one ballot but that was an honest mistake in terms of that voter thought that because he was going to be injured for the upcoming season that he wasn't going to be included on the ranking the rest of his ranking was fine that wasn't anything that wasn't intentional but in terms of some of the other players who were like maybe top 20, 30 type players, some players were accidentally left off and it would have started a domino effect to where I essentially would have had to message like half, if not more of the voting list to see. And let me be clear, putting a list of a hundred players together is extremely time consuming and can't, and it is difficult, especially considering the circumstances that, I gave everyone. So, yeah, the reason I did it is I feel it would have started too intense of a domino effect that would have, but at the same time, I was really 98, 99% of pleased with the list that the end result came from. And a lot of, and from the feedback I've received, the LeBron ranking is really the only major complaint we've had so far. So, and I, I'm going to be honest, though. If LeBron was any lower than 10th, I probably would have taken more drastic action. I will say that. Yeah, that's pretty tough. I mean, I guess the person was just didn't feel like he had played enough games or something like that. But I, I guarantee you this next year that anyone who ranks him that low is going to be crazy because I feel like next year is just going to be another – it's going to be a pretty monster year, and he's going to return to form. Uh, out I there in LA too. with Anthony Davis. That that should be extremely fun to watch. Yeah, I, that that Lakers team is going to be fun next year. I'm 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 excited to see it. I I think that I'm going to be honest. I think Kawhi not going there is probably better for that franchise long term for both sides. I think Kawhi has a serious chance to win a championship with the Clippers, and I think the chemistry between LeBron, Kawhi, and AD all having supermax contracts with Little depth would have just been too weird where I think having LeBron, AD, and more depth on the team is going to potentially help that team propel to a championship even more. I I think that getting Kawhi, or excuse me, not getting Kawhi was probably a blessing in disguise for the Lakers, in my opinion. I think certainly for the league, it was a blessing. I think the ripple effect that that created with forcing the Paul George trade from Oklahoma City, uh, Westbrook getting traded, all these teams teaming up 
in pairs is just going to make the league that much more exciting. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of parity in the league compared to previous years. Um, yeah, the top five. I do I do think this, though, is that – and especially – and as you you might have known, we did a the sub I created uh, slash NBA ranking on Reddit. We did a, a season prediction survey pretty immediately after this player ranking was done, and I'm going to – I'm going to be coming out with the results of that likely tomorrow. But I think the main thing that I was surprised by was I think the parity of the league at the top, although there's a few more teams, I think it's still pretty top heavy, but there is more parity than in previous years where it's just like, Oh, the Warriors. And that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I I think it almost makes it being a Grizzlies fan. I think it almost makes it easier to, it gives, it gives you something else to look forward to because our games, you know, we're, we're probably not going to win a lot of games. But we're we're in the development mode. We do have some young players that are going to be exciting to watch. But not having the added stress, like on me personally, of like playoffs and trying to win a championship with these young guys, I kind of appreciate that. I can just observe the rest of the league and just enjoy basketball, really. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I've I've made an article on this before too, and. I essentially think that the 2020s is going to be a golden age for the NBA. And it's part of the reason that back in 2016, 2017, and as the league has developed, that I essentially decided to make the NBA and making content for the NBA. My focus, even from a business decision, was because I think the NBA is steadily growing rapidly. and During this past decade, we've seen the era of super teams such as the Miami Heat, the Golden State Warriors. But at the same time, we're also in a weird position where the talent development has been growing rapidly as well as we've seen from the 2017 and the 2018 and the 2019 drafts. And I'm not saying at the top in every specific case, like Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball, obviously have not developed into superstars by any means, but I'm just talking about the overall talent depth of the league, especially considering the G league is almost fully developed into a full league in itself. I think that the league is not only going to be top heavy, but it's going to be depth heavy as well. And I think that this is going to lead to great things for the NBA this upcoming decade. Yeah, I'll definitely have to agree. So, Flynn, you put together this very extensive ranking, uh, an NBA yearbook. Where can, if they want to seek it out and check it out for themselves, where can they find it? Yeah, so right now I I used Adobe to put it in a link. And what I'm doing right now is I'll give two options. Number one, within the next week, I'm going to be posting the whole project in video form on my YouTube channel, Basketball Infinite. So that would be the first option, and you will be able to see this project within the next week in video form on there. My other option is within the next month, I am creating a website, and that's a whole different project, but I am going to be posting the project within PDF form on my website as well 
which is going to be called www.basketballinfinite.com. Awesome. Sounds like you got a lot of cool things going on. Uh, Flynn, we, we appreciate your time. Everyone, definitely check out the Basketball Infinite channel on YouTube and then basketballinfinite.com in a little bit once Flynn gets that up and running. Yeah, I appreciate thank you your time, so much. man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This was an awesome experience, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate you and all the voters who were involved in this project as well. Absolutely. It was a great experience, and you're right. It is harder to rank 100 players than I ever thought it was, so it was more more than I thought when I signed up for it, but definitely worth the experience and glad I did it. All right. Well, thank you so much, and you have a wonderful night. You too. Yeah. 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 Yeah.